This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to a very special episode of Puckcast. I'm Paul Bruno, and I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Statsman22 or find my profile at LinkedIn. I want to thank the executive branch of Rotowire for allowing me to use the Puckcast forum to share with you a new and exciting venture that I'm pursuing. In order to give you a full perspective on this project, I welcome one of my business partners, Mark Appleman, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Mark. Paul, thanks for having me, and I'm really looking forward to talking about what I think is a very potentially exciting um, venture that we are working on together. Well, before we get into that, Mark, let's uh, get into a bit of your background. I met you at a conference put on by the Society for American Baseball Research, oh, about eight to ten years ago. We've been pretty good buddies ever since then. And uh, tell us about your background in the sports world. I'm particularly intrigued, of course, by your work for Sabre. So I've been involved in sports and sports media throughout my whole career. I've been fortunate in that respect. I started out as a sports writer for the L.A. Times and then worked as an editor and producer at Sports Illustrated for Kids when Time, Inc. launched that magazine. That's a while back now. And then really sort of got into the whole digital space and headed up the first Fox Sports website and then the AOL Sports Channel, which at the time was the largest sports destination online, and then worked with a number of startups in the digital sports space, went on to ESPN and came up with Sports Nation, which was the interactive fan area, both on the website, on TV and radio at ESPN, and then ended up at Sabre and had a great run of eight years from about 2010 to 2018 at Sabre, which is, as Paul said, the Society for American Baseball Research. And at Sabre, we were really able to evolve the organization during that time to sort of embrace its role in analytics. And so we 
focused a lot on analytics, on reaching the next generation of baseball fans. There was always a history and a research element, but we really sort of brought it back to the sabermetrics and analytics that Bill James had come up with years before. We grew the organization. We came up with the first, and it became the largest baseball analytics conference, which was held each spring during spring training in Phoenix. We really became a part of the baseball community, working with Major League Baseball, with BAM, with the MLB Network, with a lot of the teams specifically, and then with a lot of the organizations out there that were involved in baseball analytics and the history of the game. We built up the chapters. We had a lot of chapters, over 70 chapters. We had committees, and it really was a um, vibrant um, organization and still is a um, vibrant organization. And that's where I met Paul. And so I think if you're familiar with, you know, Sabre, then a lot of what we talk about today, I think you will sort of see where there are some parallels with that. Could you outline, Mark, what's the vision for this fledgling hockey organization that we're creating? Well, I mean, ideally, it's to build the ultimate hockey community on a global scale so that there'll be fan engagement for the casual hockey fan, the passionate hockey fan, and really build a community. I think the key thing, especially right now, and given the period we're in right now, virtual communities are sort of ruling the day. And I don't think there's one out there for the hockey community, especially on an international basis. I mean, this will be very big in the U.S., but it'll be huge in Canada and it'll be huge across the whole world. And we want to offer this virtual platform to have this community. Obviously, we'll provide a lot of content, but it'll be the use of digital, the use of technology to really form what we think will become, as I said, the ultimate and largest hockey community in the world. Mark, why are we doing this now? I want you to address the notion that fans and media, we know they're starved for content. We want to try and help to fill that void. And even if it's in a virtual hub, which can be an ongoing part of the enterprise and which will eventually lead naturally into a more public conference type experience for fans of all stripes. Well, I think right now, I mean, we all know because we're home that we're starved for content, we're starved for community, and we really want to talk about a game that we can't see. We're seeing, you know, replays of everything, but there are so many ways in which we can talk about what we think the game should be, what the game was. Everyone, sports fans, one of the great things about sports is that everyone's got an idea and an opinion on everything. And we really want to open this up to the hockey fans and, you know, in many ways, the next generation of hockey fans and what they're thinking, how they envision the game. I mean, right now there are so many ideas out there, even about how the game should come back and everything like that. So I think, you know, especially from the digital standpoint, this is a perfect time. I mean, if we can get this up and running pretty soon, I think people are starved, as you mentioned for that sort of engagement, for content, for community at this time. Mark, we've talked about a rollout of this project in phases and in terms of short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. What do you think are short-term goals 
are? I think short term, we really want to emphasize the virtual and the digital element because of the circumstances we're in. And we're obviously not going to do a lot of things where people have to gather or we have to meet, although that will eventually become a big part of it. So right now, I think it's really to create the best website and the best mobile app out there that will allow hockey fans to communicate with one another, to put their research, their content, their videos, their ideas out there, and then we enable them with the tools and the community to sort of all gather. I think... Sorry, go go ahead. I was going to say, once we achieve those aspects, Mark, what would be the next group of goals that we have in mind? Okay, and even before we get to those next goals, the one thing I was thinking is that we really want to have a huge social media play. I mean, we want to be, you know, we want our site and our app to be very much, you know, in in sync with people who are on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, because that's where so much of the community is happening. So there'll definitely be a huge social media play involved in this. Then moving ahead, I think that we really want to sort of grow the community and whether it's through chapters or whether it's through different types of groups that, you know, are basically subject matter type groups. I think we really want to do that. We want to form alliances with a lot of the groups that are out there. There are a lot of small hockey organizations. There are a lot of individuals out there who are doing things, especially when it comes to the analytics. And analytics in hockey is really growing. You know, it's not quite where baseball is yet, but it's really growing. And I think we really want to work with those groups. We want to aggregate the best content, I guess is the best way to put it. And hopefully if we get a platform where we have a lot of members and a lot of traffic, this will be a great place for people to sort of showcase, you know, what they're looking to do. And of course, link back to their websites or their apps. Great. And then down the road a piece, the long-term objectives, Mark? I think long term, I mean, some of the things that we did at Sabre, I mean, putting together Sabre every year, we had two very large conventions. One of them was the conference that, you know, I helped launch, I guess now it's seven, eight years ago, which was very much analytics based. And that, as I said, was in spring training in Phoenix. The other one was the summer convention, which was really more all friends getting together. We had panels on everything from the history of the game, the analytics. We had movies. We would go to a ball game. And it was really a fun three, four day conference. Everyone looked forward to it. We had, you know, great um, attendance at these. And I think our feeling is that we would love to do one, at least one of these, if not two, once the world changes a little. And once we have a solid, you know, backing of membership. We do want to have these physical ones. We also want to have a lot of meetings on a local basis. I mean, one of the things that I mentioned with Sabre was we had over 70 chapters, and most of these chapters met at least four times a year. Some of them met monthly. Some of them met a couple of times a month. And this was a way to really sort of share ideas and the camaraderie of the sport and of being a hockey fan. Mark, who is the target market that we're looking at? I 
think, you know, on a widespread basis, I think it's really from the casual to the passionate fan. I know that covers a lot of people, but I think there are a lot of casual fans who will be excited being part of this and sort of learning what's going on, the new innovations and everything like that. And then from more of the hardcore passionate fan, this will be a platform for them, the type of thing that they've probably been dreaming of. You're listening to a special edition of PuckCast, folks, and my special guest is Mark Appleman. I'm Paul Bruno, your usual weekly host of PuckCast, along with A.J. Scholes at Rotowire. And uh, we're enjoying a discussion about a fledgling hockey organization that Mark and I are a part of and uh, will be rolling out in the very near future to whet the appetite of hockey fans everywhere. Mark, we know there are hockey groups out there, many others, including fan clubs and hockey clubs that we believe would be interested in our vision to be a one-stop shop that can cater to fans of every stripe, right? Exactly. No, there are. And what we would love to do is, as I mentioned earlier, we really want to include all different groups. I mean, we want to include people who are obviously NHL fans, but there are a lot of minor league hockey fans, international hockey fans, college Colleges are huge, high school fans, youth hockey, the women's hockey league. I mean, we really want all hockey fans to feel that this is their home and this is a place that they can, you know, feel comfortable sharing their ideas, their research, their, you know, innovative thoughts. So this really, we feel like, is for all hockey. And as I mentioned earlier, because it's so important, we really want to include as many of the specialty sites that currently exist online or that have, you know, apps that people go to where we can promote the analytics, the hockey history, the teams. I mean, right now, a lot of the teams have huge social media and huge communities, and we want those to be part of this organization as well. Mark, you mentioned the role of social media. I did a little research uh, on behalf of our group to find out that uh, it really is a growing area in terms of reach. For example, the Toronto Maple Leafs have 1.9 million followers on Twitter. The New York Rangers have 1.4 million, while at the opposite end of the spectrum, even the Florida Panthers and the Arizona Coyotes have over 360,000 social media followers on the Twitter space. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, sports, one of the great things about sports is that it really brings people together and it brings people together because everyone, all sports fans have an opinion and whether they agree or disagree, it's usually in good fun and it's just a great opportunity and great vehicle to bring people together. And I think using the social media, you know, tools that already exist, but making them part of our platforms will be the perfect sort of integration. Exactly. I agree with you. Uh, will, will we focus on the NHL or are there other levels of professional amateur hockey that we will also target? I think we want to target, you know, as many different hockey organizations as we can. And I think we want to work with as many organizations from the youth level because we really want the next generation of fans to be involved in this. We'd love to get a lot of college students involved in this. We were able to do that at Sabre. And if we can do that here, I think that would be great. And to really involve them in our both virtual things that we do, because I think starting out, 
most of our conferences and meetings will be on a virtual level, but then we'll actually have them physically. And whether we have them, you know, during the season in a city where we can go to a game or maybe it's around the all-star time or, you know, we'll sort of figure that out. But I do think, you know, answering your question, we want NHL obviously is huge, but international game is so big. Minor league hockey, college hockey is huge, youth hockey women's hockey league. I mean, there's so many different things and all, all these people are equally hockey fans and many of them are fans of multiple, you know, parts of the game. So I think we want to include them in all of this. Yeah. The goal of our group, Mark, uh, is clearly for a range of fans from the casual to the most passionate and everything in between. What are some of the priority areas of the fan hockey experience? Well, I think, I mean, the two core things that we really did at Sabre, and I go back to that because I think in many ways we do want to use that as a little bit of a model, is that um, analytics and history. I think people are always interested in the history of the game and sort of comparing different eras and comparing different players and comparing uniforms and rules and everything like that. But analytics in all sports now are just getting bigger and bigger. And whether it's people using analytics more for their fantasy games, because I do think we should have an emphasis on fantasy games down the road. They're going to be a lot of uses of analytics. It's become a much bigger part of scouting now from the team level. And I think that, you know, so I think the two, if we had to really break it down, are probably analytics and the hockey history. But I think we'll be open to all different types of other things that'll come about once we sort of launch this, you know, organization. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about some of my experiences in terms of the Sabre Analytics Conference in this point, Mark, where uh, I've seen uh, people from the annals of hockey history, uh, baseball history, rather, come forward and names and faces that everybody, every fan of the sport would recognize in open forums that uh, fans can witness and indeed participate in. I know we want to do something similar in the hockey space, so that would be something else for people who would like to interact with name recognition types in the hockey world, and that'll be another focus of these uh, public conference experiences. And I know from being a member of Sabre, there is so much that I've gained in terms of being able to access the, a lot of literary efforts. I mean, we even get a free ebook every month from that organization. I'd love to see uh, a nice library of hockey uh, books and periodicals be made available to our membership as well. So these are a couple of things that I envision. But I want to ask you, what have you learned about sports fans that will help you creatively in this ad- adventure as we roll it out? I think one thing I've learned is that they have such an appetite to communicate and sort of to form these communities. I mean, there's no question whether they're virtual or physical. Sports fans want to talk sports and they want to talk specifically their specific sport and often their specific teams. I think also in terms of the analytics that that's opened up so many different areas. It's also enabled fans to talk about how do you compare different players and different teams from other eras. And I think it's really so I sort of envision this. I mean, sports fans want 
clubs. They want to be part of something. And I think, you know, we would offer them that opportunity. And, you know, I think we really want to expand the range of, you know, activity, our demographic base, the use of technology. I mean, we want to sort of take a lot of what was done at Sabre, you know, when I was there during that stretch and really build upon it to really make this, you know, as I say, the place for the next generation of fans, but also for all hockey fans through the years. We want everyone to feel comfortable there, and we want this to feel like it's their home, and it will be, because they're really the ones who are going to be contributing the content. I mean, that's the thing about this, is that you become the stars. You're the ones who are contributing the content, you're talking about the types of things that you want to see at our conferences. You're participating in the conferences. You're often the ones who are giving a lot of the research talks or innovative, you know, analytic looks at things. So we'll bring in a lot of big speakers. There's no question. And we were great. It was really great how receptive they were to speaking at this. And we provided them a platform. But at the end of the day, it's really going to be for the fans and our members. This will be your organization. You're listening to Paul Bruno, the co-host of Podcast, and I want to thank my special guest and my partner in this venture, Mark Appleman, for joining me on this very special episode of Podcast and for mapping out our vision for this enterprise. We want to thank you, our audience, for listening to this very special episode. We invite your comments and questions and even general reactions to this interview and share them with me on Twitter at Statsman22 or contact either of us Paul Bruno or Mark Appleman on our respective LinkedIn profiles. Thank you very much for listening.